The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the flogcast for round 9. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here and I'm joined by the number one fan of Chris Main from Collingwood, Morgan Ashley. Hello. And her sycophants, firstly Bigfooty and Bay 13's number one Kiwi from Hawthorne Penal. Hello there. <laughs> You just cut Dan's lunch. And finally, the white knight of redheads everywhere from North, Dan. <laughs> just has to one-up everyone. Yeah. Can you say that a bit louder, Dan? Hi. That's better. Alrighty. Goo or tears? Who wants to go first this week? I got goo. I got NBA goo again for the Boston Celtics, who absolutely dominated today. 1-0, congratulations. That's all right. We didn't let the confetti off. So I've got goo for that, and I've got tears, because I've got Achilles awareness. <laughs> I can't fucking walk. Achilles awareness, or do you have a bruised heel? No, I have an Achilles issue. Okay. And I cannot walk, but I'm pretty sure I'm just diagnosing myself with awareness. I'm no, finally you... aware that I've got an Achilles. <laughs> you didn't realise what it did or how it hurt until you no, became aware of I've it. I've never, never noticed the pain until today. So I'm suffering from Achilles awareness. First time in my life. It's quite unpleasant. Just walk it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan. Sounds like a good thing to do. I've got his anger. And oddly enough, this happened at the same place. This happened on the footbridge heading into Etihad Stadium on Sunday. First off, the tears were for the free kombucha or kombucha or whatever you <laughs> pronounce it, apple cider drink. Susie's favourite alcoholic beverage choice. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, well, you will be listening to this. That stuff is disgusting. Um, I actually tried some of it. Non-surprising, the first bin that you walk past outside the stadium was already full of this shit. Usually it's full after the game. The bin was overflowing with this, all these green cans. Yeah, shit. It tastes like battery acid. Don't it? Um, so that's my tears. My goo is for the North supporter and a Richmond supporter on the footbridge as well because... Not only were they handing out free apple cider, Sue's alcoholic beverages, we also had these radical vegan don't eat uh, red meat uh, Nazis. Vegans but don't eat any meat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hey, I'm not right. even white meat. Yeah, not white meat, not fish, mate. Well, they, you know what I'm talking about. Those protester types, those radicals. <laughs> and I say they're radical. Eco-terrorists? Because, well, unlike the, the, the flat earth morons, you can just laugh at those idiots on your computer and they're harmless. These dipshits actually turn up to events and walk into restaurants to preach their propaganda. They were just standing still in a row like the like the record guys were trying to sell records to you. And uh, one of the, one of the Richmond supporters as I was walking by yelled out, Hey I'm gonna grab a hot dog before the game <laughs> <laughs> And one of the protesters um, bit back at the bait saying you're disgusting mm-hmm. 
the, the Roo supporter that was with him just started making cow noises. <laughs> and the people in the vicinity were just laughing. It was so, it was so funny. So, yeah, that was my, my good. That, that actually gave me... Why would you, if you were, like... If you were like vegans, sort of trying to raise awareness of people who eat red meat, apparently, why would you pick a North home game on Mother's Day to make your stand? Well, they're probably banking on the fact that there are going to be a lot of Richmond supporters there as well. They know that a lot of people use public transport for the Etihad Stadium games. Very well planned. A lot of these people were wearing the the Richmond and North Melbourne tyres as well. Maybe we are the vegan clubs. Like Hawthorne's the 48 percenters, <laughs> and that's their thing. Maybe our little offshoots of that. Like, if you've got some vegans that are just minding their own business, then I'll leave them alone. But if they're getting all sanctimonious and a vegan that minds their own business, well, it's a unicorn, penal. man. There's no yeah, such thing, so I guess no such thing as a quiet... Vegan. If they're minding their own business, they're probably not a vegan. They're a cheating vegan who pretends to be vegan to get in some girl's pants or something and then secretly scoffs down no, two burgers on the weekend or something. Even, no, no one resorts yeah. to that. So, that's not any, 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 anyway, what I was saying is if I've got a real sanctimonious vegan, I'll pretend to play along with them and go like, yes, I totally agree. I'm fully with you guys. The treatment of these animals in these farming facilities and whatnot is just horrible. That's why I will only eat an animal that I've butchered myself. <laughs> and the look on their face every time is priceless. You'd be, you might as well have said, yes, I think Hitler was a great guy and the Holocaust was warranted. Like, you may as well have said that to their face to elicit that sort of reaction. And the funny thing is, that is exactly the... That is the scenario where I would stop eating meat. As long as someone else is going to kill it, I, I can deal. <laughs> but if I had to do it myself, ooh, I think that would be the end. This isn't my joke, but a vegan, a crossfitter, and an atheist walked into a bar. I know because they told everybody. <laughs> it's true. It, 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 it sort of is. And, and as a loudmouth atheist, I totally get that. But yeah. Oh, Dan. I thought you were a devout Catholic. Repent, young man. There is still time for you. Yes, not too late. Dude, I'm going to hell for so many other reasons. Penal. I was going to have Goofer master troll Clarko, but I think Dan's given me an idea with his um, stories of alcohol experience uh, in the at the Eddie Head Stadium thing, and I'm going to have um, Goo for. Uh, Mud Brick Winery, just outside Auckland on one of the islands there, and uh, their wonderful assortment of food and wine, which um, it now goes on the uh, highly recommended list from this uh, podcast. I know that sort of morgues a thing, but I'm stealing your thunder and adding my own list, and um, to that I can also add the glorious uh, ice cream, Coriander, kiwi fruit, and edamame sorbet, which is highly worth trying. Either if you find that on a menu somewhere, or just you know, just grab a sprig of coriander and make it yourself. Uh, unless you're lactose intolerant, of course. But then, 
Um, you can still eat sorbet because there's no milk in it. Dan. Yeah, thanks, Jamie Oliver. That's, that was great. Yeah, I should have my own cooking See? show. Yeah. Cooking with defective penal. You butcher it yourself and... <laughs> <laughs> you go out to the field and you shoot the cow. Now, next, I, you're going to skin would, it. I would probably... I would kill my own chicken, probably, but I would do a cow or a lamb because, you know, too cute. So... Chickens can be cute. Yeah, not really. Hang on, actually, I've I've, I've gone full uh, kiwi already. I just said sheep are kind of cute. So. <laughs> um, Penal, have you been watching New Zealand Survivor? They have New Zealand Survivor. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I didn't yeah, enough to talk about the Australian one. Now we've got to hear two. about the New Zealand one. Series two of it's, New Zealand Survivor. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh. Well, you can watch it on YouTube, and I highly recommend South African no, Survivor. Gonna, it's the best thing I've ever watched. For copyright issues on it, it's going to oh, disappear. I, I remember um, vaguely watching one of the um, weird European ones, like from Lithuania or something, and that just being a complete clusterfuck. So, well, they, yeah, they, they always, should get into some of the other. Countries. They just cancelled the French one because somebody sexually assaulted another player during the night. That, that's so French. Well, that's bad luck. If you if you really are casted <laughs> away on an island and you're trying to survive, that's going to happen. <laughs> the law of the jungle. People <laughs> have needs, you know. Ross Lyon's not on the tribe. <laughs> but, yeah, so the, they cancelled the French one, but the South African one, the second episode was last week. Those are on YouTube as well, and they're really good. They went to rocks in the second week. If they had a South African one and it was real, they'd get eaten by lions yeah. and lions and shit. And I, no, I'd watch. They're not in South Africa. They're in the Philippines. They're just from South Africa. What the fuck? It's fake. They all eat fake. lunch and dinner <laughs> afterwards, and then they've got to go back and film again, and then and then they, they're all in hotels and shit. It's, it's all <laughs> fake. Like wrestling, zero appeal. No, I'm not. This is real. I'm tell. What I'm telling you is real, and it's fake. No, it's All not, Dan. Fake. Yes, it Dan, is. I've watched Rock Survivor. Then you've caught replaced with. You've buses. watched a production <laughs> show, Morgan. It's fake. Wake up, producers sheeple. and directors. It's all yeah. fake. No, it's not. My turn. Oh, which which country Survivor have you been watching? <laughs> I want to watch Survivor Ranger. <laughs> Yeah, you're stuck on an island with some ranger who's got a shotgun and he's trying to kill you. And they all get teased and have to go on a different Survivor show. They all get sent to fucking Ghost Island because they're white as ghosts. Daywalkers. I'm going to really quickly have some goo for the state of the game. We've been hearing about how shit it is and, oh, we got to do this, we got to change all this. Well, this week had some fucking fantastic games and you know what nothing was that different about it the umpires might have changed the interpretations marginally but otherwise straight up it was awesome and yeah that's all that's all i gotta say yeah maybe, certainly not speaking about the game that i fucking went to but there was some good games on maybe people just need to hold off on their tears for a little bit because evolution does tend to play out and work all right let's go into the games and We'll begin with the best game of the round, possibly the best game of the season. It happened in West Horsham. Who saw this? Yeah, it was fucking fantastic. I did did see it, but I couldn't foresee the the outcome or or fat lot 
winning the game for Port Adelaide. It, that, that, that game was won and lost like four different times. It was. In, within two minutes, and it was <laughs> fucking exhilarating. If you watch that game and then at the end went, yeah, football's dead, then you're an idiot. Yes. Penal's favourite non orphy Robbie Gray. Kicked six goals oh, in a fraction over a quarter of football. When was the last time someone kicked five goals in a quarter? That Ronky dude? No, he, he, he was a half. Yeah. He did in a half. Great kick five in the third, the premiership quarter. I reckon you'd have to go back to that time Scott Lucas kicked like seven in a quarter for five in a oh, quarter. Oh, Petrie did it against the Bulldogs like six years ago or something. He kicked oh, like six in the first quarter. Oh, I think Buddy probably kicked five in the last quarter of the 13. He probably did. Yeah, I think I think he really padded his stats in the last there. <laughs> yeah, he had a day out that day. He wasn't telling the doctor his thoughts on the couch that day. <laughs> <laughs> no bruised heels. No bruised heel either. No. But what else do we have out of that game? Like, yeah, amazing that it's fucking fat lot that comes through with the goods at the end. After the Crows thought they had it won. He's supposed to fuck it up, but he actually actually won it the the game. The Crows came from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. They left too much time on the clock in the end. That's the funniest part. They were nowhere near it, and they left a full minute. Yeah, well, it gave me fucking flashbacks of New Orleans Saints. We left too much time on the fucking clock. (laughs) Anyway, it it was great. Like, clutch goal from Walker, who'd done nothing all day. Clutch goal from McGovern. It was just amazing the way that finished. Yeah, it was a great game. Really great game. And Port's run of what was it, like 10 out of 11 goals or whatever it was, from late in the second to early in the last was just phenomenal as well. It was just like that came out of nowhere, but it was blistering. Just great footy. Skills were high. It wasn't like a scrappy close game. The sort of game that deserves to be seen by everyone, not shunted to 440 on a Saturday, are they? Like, what else have we got? Why were there so many fucking games on Saturday? This got stuck in the middle of shit, 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 and shit. Because of Mother's Day. They don't schedule three games on a Sunday on Mother's Day anymore. Oh, who gives a fuck? Well, no one turns up. <laughs> Surely that would have been a candidate for a Thursday night, though, with um, Port in China the following week, especially. Like, I'm sure they could have made that well, work. I think oh, I think the they said that on 360. off on a Thursday night. They love yeah, it. But- I think they said that on 360 this week that it should have, or last week that it should have been a 440 on a Thursday game, not shunted off to the side. And I have to agree. No, yeah. it got stuck in the middle of shitty Saturday games. Yeah, when you when you consider that some of the Friday night games have been dished up to us, were and they're all like, oh, blah blah blah, Victorian teams, this blah blah blah. It's like, well. Yeah, sometimes you just want to watch what the best contest will be, and at the moment, the way the teams are placed, Crows versus Port, in a showdown, they're evenly enough matched that you'll probably get a very good game. They put on, at least once a year, they put on a very good game between each other. Well, yeah, like, usually with those games, and the, and the Derby's another one, it doesn't really matter where they are on the, on the ladder, unless one team's really, really bad. Yeah. Um, you usually get a good game. No one expects Frio to do anything this year, but the Derby was still a really good game, I think. Yeah, but I reckon if you went back through the showdowns, most years there would be at least one that was a good game. And even if the scoreboard makes it look bad, it was probably still pretty close with about somewhere in the last, like it was up for grabs. Anything else out of it? Uh, The Adelaide supporters on Facebook, bit tasteless. 
Um, there was a photo of Robbie Gray with Pinky's baby and wife, and then someone commented and said, uh, "Which cancer had it taken you?" Oh fuck that! that see, that's see, that's where South that's Australians Facebook. just that's just yeah. That's where South Australians are just so out of touch with like normal humanity. It's like how they have not evolved yet. Yeah, they're, no. they're still apes, really. They're still there. They're still walking on their knuckles. Uh, speaking of going apeshit, Ken Hinckley went pretty apeshit in the box mm-hmm. after the game. What the hell was that all about? What was he signaling? I don't know. What was yeah? What was that one zero? Like he's doing like a finger, like a one zero. It's like is that? Like, he was one? like because a lot was made of the fact that Adelaide had won five showdowns in a row, oh. so I think he just did the gesture to say that. Five five zero is no more. It's one zero now to port, which is yeah, oh, pretty so cringeworthy. Like streak of one, like everything else that comes out of that club, it's pretty cringeworthy. They would port will make a winning streak DVD. This... A DVD streak of one. The win. Look, I think Port probably needed a game like this for anyone to take him seriously because of all the teams who are hard to pick their form lines, Port have been pretty consistent in. Not really beating top eight teams, but still losing to them. Like, they almost seem to be exactly where they were last year. Can't beat the good sides. Mm. Do beat the ones that maybe they should beat and are expected to. And this was, I'd say, a bigger scalp. Than they needed a scalp. Yeah. Let's go to one game that was quite interesting on the Friday night. Hawthorne got ronkied. Luke Ronke <laughs> did it again. Got sunk by a Kiwi. What yeah, all of a sudden I don't like Luke Ronke anymore that much. Mm. Mm. Got a 7 for. Honestly, after the way Sydney have been, they're winning all the ones that you go, they probably shouldn't win, and they're losing the ones that before the game they probably shouldn't lose. Although they're clearly winning away, so maybe they're better away from... Maybe their cheat ground, as we said, is Skilled Stadium. Do you agree with my assessment of the game that if Buddy had played we would have won that quite easily. Well, if he played if he played with a real bruised heel, you might have. But if he played with the injunction bruised heel, I'm going to say no. My reasoning being that perhaps if Buddy was not there, then Sydney's full entries would have been predictable. Our defence wouldn't have been shooks with their heads cut off by me. Um, and... Some fucking no-name wouldn't have kicked seven goals. That's a given. But then again, we would have still had Will Langford in the team, so anything's possible. I don't think it all comes down to the forward-line entries because I don't think you're on top of them around the ground. Like, you weren't getting much out of Mitchell or O'Meara or Smith even. They weren't exactly setting the world on fire. Like You were losing the midfield battle. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just whenever they uh, whenever they bloody went inside 50, they kicked a goal. And um, I, I think if they were a bit more predictable with uh, old injunction there, then that probably wouldn't have happened. One theory I do want to raise about Sydney getting up, that I, it's not mine, but I saw it raised on the bay. One and three at home and three and, or three and one away, I think it is, they are for the season. And... As someone said, could this be a silent protest from the Colas players to not win when Kenny's around? Deliberately. What, what is this? A, a hurry up and die protest? <laughs> no, just yeah, they just, they just don't want him in the circle, so they only win when he's not there. They want to sing the song without Kenny. Well, just kick Kenny out. He's an old bastard. 
Yeah, but they probably feel bad about that. Yeah, like you you wouldn't do that to Kenny. Well, they wouldn't. Like, right. but they're, they're but they're morally okay to to deliberately lose at home. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Do they even have a cheer squad, or is it just Ken and a few of his mates at that end of the ground? A few of his mates from the RSL. Yeah. Pretty much. Actually, one thing that did just come to mind is, Penal, it was good to see you back in the country getting along with this game. <laughs> oh, the crowd. I thought everyone agreed that was Bosk. <laughs> Where have I seen him before? Uh, at another Dude, Hawthorne Bosque, game. It's not his yeah. first appearance. Oh, he, he's on the... Um, he's on the... Um, cover. What's the... Um, what's the cover image. The cover, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, because he's appeared that's before. Him. I'm pretty certain it's the same person. I think back then we said, it, yeah, it was Jasney or Bosk, but, you know, it's Hawthorne. They're probably all sharing the suit. It's the guy. I know who it is. It's the guy that was standing on the back of the train and because he survived, he turned, he turned into this nutcase, Superman-looking <laughs> Batman guy, Hawthorne su- superhero. Hawthman. Yeah. It's, it's like Clarko always says, everyone gets a lick of the ice cream. So everyone gets to wear the suit, and the ice cream comparison is probably quite apt because um, nobody cleans the suit either after wearing it. So, yeah, everyone does get their uh, lick, if you know what I mean. I think the the real issue out of the game, which has been expertly raised by Master Troll Clarko, is the uh, Sydney defenders' illegal blocking tactics. How 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 is this that Clarko gets the sulks up over something and thinks that oh I've got a direct line to the CEO I'm going to ask him out for breakfast under false pretenses and go what the fuck's going on Gil? But doesn't he get uh, people talking though? I mean it's it's great it's just like the uh, the the ducking thing earlier in the year because he just gets everyone ravenous and well, frothing he... at the mouth and the Geelong supporters go. Ah, Selwood doesn't duck, he shrugs, it's different. And then all, all the neutrals went, yeah, we all know Selwood ducks, but Puopolo does it too, Clarko's a hypocrite. And just, it creates a healthy debate and brings out a lot of, uh, yeah, stupid people. Did we see that the memo went around that the shepherding's out? What a little bitch of a snitch. What a fucking bitch. Yeah, fucking Clarko, mind your own business, go through the proper channels like everybody else. I think he's nailed it. Like, if you want something done right, you're going to have to do it yourself. And so he did what was in within his control and sat down with his good mate Gil to have a friendly discussion over breakfast. And the next day, all is right with the world. The game will be improving because there will be more marking infringements paid, which will lead to a better spectacle for everyone. Yeah, that's what... That's exactly what we want. More free kicks. Like, there's there's coaches like Buddy Fagan, for example, who can't call up Gillen for a sit-down meeting because Gillen probably doesn't even know who he is. Like, it's not really a level playing field. Well, he doesn't have the runs on the board. Like, Clarko is an ornament to the game. He's <laughs> an ornament. been coaching. He's the longest-serving coach now in terms of tenure at his current club. He's won He's four flags. He's a very small ornament. Four. He is a small ornament. Yeah, yeah but the, he's the brightest star that you put on the very top of the Christmas tree. He is the angel. He's a figurine. You make me sick with your gooch hugging. It's part of the deal. When you sign up for a membership, they sort of take your soul <laughs> and say, you must chug horthy goo 100% <laughs> of the time. It's a bit like Scientology. It's like they 
they've got a folder on me, and if I don't chug the goo, they're going to let out all the dirt on me and publish it in the newspaper, just like Tom Cruise being gay, you know? If I go off message here, it'll be in the papers tomorrow. <laughs> Cape Hawthorne supporters' secret life. <laughs> the Hawthorne supporter on the egg. <laughs> what came first, um, the hawk or the egg? <laughs> what came first? Speaking of coaches and ornaments to the game, did anyone see Mick Malthouse advocating promotion relegation to make things more interesting? This isn't the EPL. The right? old man's yelling no. at the cloud. He reckons a bottom eight no. league would be really interesting with promotion relegation. I'm just thinking that's like the worst thing you no. can have. No. Because then you get eight not. teams that can't I... win the flag. How's that going to work when you don't get to play fucking Collingwood every week because they're in the bottom league? <laughs> the AFL's not ever going to do that. I think the idea has some merit. It just needs a little bit of tweaks. So I managed to see a bit of the Fremantle-St Kilda game on the weekend, and my first thought was, gee, both these teams should be relegated and replaced with absolutely nobody. (laughs) So that would be a good start. Let's just have a 16-team comp. Fremantle and Kilda can play in their own league and they can play each other every week for the Ross Lyon Cup. Plugger will be happy. We can, they could shit fight we over it forever. That. The rest of us would be happy because we won't have to watch Frio. Well, I, I wouldn't exactly be happy because then my club becomes the default poor club again without St Kilda and we can't, we can't have that. <laughs> Don't worry, Dan. You'll be the poor club again soon enough. Speaking of North, let's go to one of the other good games of the round, probably the next best game of the round was Richmond against North on Mother's Day in front of 29,000 and a couple of vegans. So where, where were your 80,000 members? Well, it's not our home game. We pay equalisation tax to North. We don't, don't need to pay don't, anymore. Do people only go to home games? Like, is that an actual thing? You have twice as many members and, and three times the amount of supporters. Where were you? Most memberships only cover home games. The traditional ones, they're either no, the 11s or the 3s. Where were you? Well, I wasn't there. It was, it was an away game at Eddie had. I went, fuck it, I'll watch it on TV. And then, yeah, Mother's See, Day shit. people like you that give my club a bad name. We where were your supporters? Where, where the fuck were your supporters? At a home game with Richmond because of people like you. It was Sunday. They would have let you in for free because they let kids in for free. <laughs> no excuse. Yeah, I don't particularly care. You could have gone to the ground after the game and had a kick. You would have had to wear gloves, though, because those hairy hands would give you away. Four <laughs> four. This is the sort of thing I expect from Sue's, but not from stop, you. Stop expecting handouts, Dan, for North. Expecting opposition supporters to turn up is not expecting a handout. Like, it, I just find it so hilarious that people don't turn up to non-home games. Well, it's because like, it's, it's, it's not a... playing. Yeah, but it's not a home game you paid for. Like, as you no? mem- if you remember, you've paid for games already. Like... I go to non-Richmond home games, but they're at the MCG where I get in anyway because of the MCC. So either pay the 20 bucks or get an 18-game membership. Yeah, but sometimes this can't be fucked. No. Oh, that's that's very soothing. You're sitting here at 11 o'clock on a Monday night. You can be fucked. Yeah, if you can be bothered doing this, you you, you give some fuck. Yeah, I, I, I give enough fucks to actually stay in and watch a game for once. Stop derailing it. Let's talk about the fucking game. I see Jack Zebel suspended for sniping again. Um, yeah, well, that's 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 evil for you. you got, snipe's got to snipe. I didn't see it. So I, I, 
know what he I've did. I've since seen it. It's it's a less severe knee than what Sicily did to Selwood, but it's still pretty dumb. No, it's fucking not. That had no force behind it. It was just dumb. I think Zeebles had more force. Oh, no way. Yeah, if you, well, if you add the fact that it was Zeeble, it, it probably does. I, only, only because Zeeble picks him up beforehand, which that was the dumb part. You fucking idiot. I saw the McDonald one that got reported. There was nothing in that. I saw it live, but the replays showed it in the other angle that it was, it was nothing. But you can, especially when now you can bump, but you can't tackle, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah, because Parker got off too. Parker. But what else do we have out of North versus Richmond? Who's reckons that North was screwed over by the umpires? Fuck me. Even though we had four free kicks, we got we, we got a hard run from the umps, and they kind of helped Richmond. She's the sort of person who, if you said that about North winning, she'd tell you to go get fucked, cunt biscuit. Well, you got to take her word on some merit, because she is a fellow umpire. and <laughs> She understands the umpiring caper better than The most. mechanics of the game, yes. So maybe there is something there. Maybe you did get the rubber screen. I can't think of much out of this. Dust, Dusty was quiet. I was actually, for the first time all year, I had one of my Hardwick moments. Not not sacking, but like, why why the fuck is Dusty not playing forward when he's not getting many kicks in the midfield and our forward line was, we had a lot of passengers up there and it took until the last because quarter when it got a little ben bit Jack dicey. Is, a, is an octopus that cannot be denied. He just he just gets a latch on people and he doesn't let go. I'd say more of a leech, really. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he still hasn't let go of uh, Tom Mitchell. Like four weeks later, that would explain a lot. <laughs> He's a leech. He sucked Mitchell dry. But it, but but it, but it allowed Cotchin to. Well, Cotchin just picked up the slack. He had a fantastic game, Dan. Just really showed the sort of player that he is now. Star A grader. No. He's just, no, he's, no, he's not a star. He's, no, oh, he's a good hell. contested player, but he's, he's not. He's nothing special. Don't, don't, don't get too caught up in the in the in the hype and the hair. <laughs> it's true. It's the view that a lot of people have on this guy. A view that a lot of people. If you, if you still hold that view on this guy, you're an idiot. Is it? Is this all based on the final series that he? No, had it's not. It's based on basically two years of football now, and what he was doing probably. And the cheap stats. That he he didn't win the Brownlow for no reason, Dan. He didn't win the Brownlow. They he got, did they win the Brownlow. Stop endorsing drug cheats. Him. Stop endorsing drug cheats. He's the greatest Brownlow medalist that came second, Southerns. So he didn't win it. Yeah, well, fucking Robert Harvey didn't win one of his either. Well, that's different. No, it's not. It's more deserving if you Summon. lose to a Summon. drug cheat than Wait, a suspended he, player. He's not that good. <laughs> but he's not that good. But you're an idiot. He's a good contested player. Granted. He's good both. He he's tore not. you up inside and outside yesterday. Because there was zero accountability for him. Jacobs went to Dusty. He can't contain two players at once. Fucking hell. He's, he's done pretty well at breaking tags in the re- in recent years anyway. The, the tag thing's only I going was, back. You know, I was disappointed that he went to Dusty because I'd rather him just eventually destroy Cochin again and that would have been funny. Oh, the way Cochin was playing Jacobs wouldn't have done shit yesterday. Um, anything else on this uh, game? I'd suggest otherwise because Jacobs has stopped everybody he's played on. And Co- Cochin's not that good anyway. That's why Brad Scott told Jacobs to go to Dusty. <laughs> He's just yeah, run the genius coaching move. Got a bit of real talk time. Yes, thank it's you. It's a view that I'm starting to hear uh, a bit in football circles. Is Ben Brown a flopper? What he, he goes goes to the ground too easily. There were one or two that weren't too good. 
He's got a bit of a, the Dean Cox about him, you know, oh, the wacky, he, wacky flailing just, arms. It's just a bit of a sideshow well, bob. He's built like a giraffe penal, and he does have long, dangly arms. If he gets run underneath the ball a little bit, he does throw the arms in the air. But he's certainly not the only player in the comp to do that. He's, he's not Matthew Lloyd. Well, Lloyd threw himself forwards. Brown, when he gets oh. underneath it, when he gets sort of moved underneath the ball, will throw... will. Yeah, and his legs go. You'll throw the arms up in the air as though. Yeah, so he's not at he's not at Lloyd levels yet because I haven't. No, watched. well, he's not no, even close. He, he's not. He's not. No one's at Lloyd no. or Nick Revolt level. I, I just watched. A, I just watched a, a few of the ones where he did the Dean Cox. The flappy arms. And yeah. So say, oh, is this a is this a pattern? Hold in flappy arms. I'd much rather him waving his arms like that than Goddard doing the Goddard version of waving your arms. I'm pretty sure you'd you'd rather have fucking anyone than Goddard. Yep. Anything else on Richmond North? Game was all right, I suppose. It was a good game. It was a high-quality game. Richmond looked buggered. I don't think they'll even make top four now. <laughs> um, you look cooked. Look that good. The pressure was off overall, but generally I... I'm not that concerned. We got by on a few I'm, players I, making I, basic errors. I, I think, I think you've gone. I think you've gone. Well, you can continue to think that, but we. I, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna lose the next six in a row. Next six in a row. Do you know who we play after West yeah, Coast? I have no idea. Please, who, who do you play? Uh, we play St Kilda, then we play Essendon. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe, maybe four out of the six. You. you <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, St Kilda beat him last year. Lightning can strike twice. Well, let's hope it's not at Eddie Hat Stadium so that you can go to these games. Yeah, <laughs> it's at the MCG. But anyway, thank you Geelong for Josh Caddy too. That's really working out well for us. Let's go to. You did mention Brendan Goddard before, and let's go to. Well, this had an ominous feel to it even before the ball got bounced. It was so tempting to tip Carlton, and I really wish I did. But did anybody tip Carlton? I did, but then I fucked up my week by tipping North and Collingwood. Me too. But I tipped Sydney. Um, no, I tipped Essendon. Foolishly tipped Essendon. I tipped Sydney because I forgot to put my tips in again. <laughs> I chucked a multi on for Carlton, Brisbane and Collingwood, and I was feeling pretty good Sunday afternoon. I'm like, oh, but obviously it didn't pan out thanks to fucking Lewis Taylor. No, it was amusing to see them get rolled. But Essendon look genuinely awful. Very, very fucking awful. Can't say I'm surprised, though. I mean, they've been woeful all year. I know, but there's losing games to teams that are playing okay football and just not having it click, and then there's losing to Carlton. That's another level. Because Carlton's been playing some pretty poor football for most of the year. Like, can you think of a game other than where they got a bit of a jump in round one where Carlton have actually looked like winning it before this? Well... They, they should have won round one against the Tigers. Let's <laughs> oh, fucking idiot. So they haven't been as bad as Essendon, but they've still been pretty bad. It was funny. Did anyone see the Carlton players roughing up Goddard? No, I didn't see that. I didn't even watch the game, but that doesn't do did, did they Did they send uh, Jed Lamb to him? They did. That's, that's what they did to Sicily and got inside his head. Yeah. And Lamb started roughing him up and Goddard wasn't liking it. No one was helping him out. They're just a team of guys who do not give a fuck about playing as a team at all. Like, th- they just let Goddard cop it. There was no remonstration. There was no nothing. It-, it was funny because it was Goddard, but if it was someone else, you'd almost go, where are his teammates? Well, who would want to support him? 
Well, not exactly. even his teammates would want it. No, but I was I was reading after as well that apparently Zach Merritt got tagged out of the game and no one really yeah, did any, anything to help break the tag. No one laid any blocks or anything. Just I think they've fallen so far that they're just a team of individuals and everyone's just worried about their own spot and their look on the stat sheet. And no one wants to do the uh, team things anymore. And it's round eight and they're already doing that. Like, oh, good. there's still plenty of time to go and they have two wins. They're like two wins outside the eight, but they're playing like, they don't give a fuck. The only other thing I'd say out of this game is, did anyone catch Brendan Bolton doing a Clarko? I saw that. <laughs> Master and apprentice stuff. Yes. I, don't, I see no issue with it. It's not, like he, it's not like he walked over to him and said anything particularly bad. He just, as he walked past, told him to fuck off. And you know what? It, I'd tell Bagley to fuck off too if I was a Bolton. Yeah, I'd, I'd, t- yeah, I'd tell that, that, that dribbling-looking kind of to fuck <laughs> off as well. <laughs> dribbling yeah, that birth mark makes it look like he's constantly dribbling all the time. Yes, that burn mark anyway. makes it look like he's dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just, I'm just imagining it in my head now. That it's funny. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the Bagley Jed Lamb thing? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. If he didn't know his dad had died, what the fuck was he talking to him about? No one makes dad jokes, like, mm. about your dad. Yes. Yeah, you make jokes about people's not. mums that are insulting. And if you get warned off that once fairly firmly, would you not go, oh, maybe I should make a joke about his sister or his brother? You know what I mean? Oh, no, I'm just saying the only the only uh, comment about someone's dad I can remember is um, Michael Voss <laughs> to his brother Brett. My dad fucked your mum last <laughs> night. That's an all-time classic. But did anyone see Essendon's statement that they yes, put out? Yes, and Bagley's one. Yes, um, I did. Oh, obviously it went up on the Essendon website and they said basically Mark Bagley was responding to taunts Jed Lamb made about his appearance. Obviously, he's got a pretty his recognisable, aka ugly face. It's a dribble chin. <laughs> but, but it's just it's just typical Essendon, isn't it? You're always the finger. trying to deflect the blame, yeah, not take But they also said this, this is not the first time that Jed Lamb's made these insults to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, Jed Lamb's got one insult, and he knows that it's really annoyed Mark Bagley, so he's just going with it every time. And when you factor that in, do you not think that maybe Bagley came prepared this time? Yeah, mm. I think absolutely. Good point. Good point. I've got absolutely no doubt that he knew what he was doing. No mm. doubt. Well, he plays for us, and of course he did. What kind of joke do you make about somebody's dad? I guess the pull-out joke's the only one you can really make. Yeah, or I guess... Um... Your dad would have been embarrassed to raise such a soft player, or gutless player, or something like something along those lines. Bit of a stretch, not as obvious yeah, maybe, as the maybe comments if about you're playing someone's mum. If you're playing on Gary Ablett, you might make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until he goes, yeah, and he might have killed her, and you're next. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Did anyone catch 360 when this yeah. came up? No, I don't watch The it. way Robbo was defending Bagley in this, you would have thought he had fucking red hair. <laughs> the way he was talking about him, oh, he's copped it his whole life. It's just like, yeah, but if he's copped it his whole life, he's probably used to it by now, like you'd think. But the, the fact that they included that in their statement, like the statement should have just been a, he wasn't aware, he apologised after the game, apology was accepted, move on. 
the fact that they had to throw put that little sniping cheap shot in there at Lamb to say he's yeah. been doing it for years, umpire, <laughs> deflecting blame, can't take responsibility, just encapsulates that club perfectly. Nobody like, looks good out of this. Like the fact that it even found its way to the media after they clearly shook it, after they shook hands, apology, and everybody moved on. The players moved on. Clearly, Carlton has worded up whoever the journo was and they've run with the story and then Essendon had come out and thrown them under the bus. It's like, you clubs have no idea. Well, it's not like they've got anything else to worry about. Mm. Like, they're fucking terrible. This this is what we're going to go with this week, guys. We're going to worry about who said you're ugly and who said your dad's dead. Like, fucking get stuffed. Just, you're both a laughing stock. Yeah. Like one of you beat the other in a cripple fight and you're all celebrating. Go and get fucked. You're all terrible. Yeah, you belong in the relegation league. You're bringing down the big four. Grow up. <laughs> yes, we're gonna, because of you, we have to entertain letting Hawthorne in. Yeah. And we don't want that. We would like you to actually get your shit together because you're making it. You're bringing us down. <laughs> but let's be real. Carlton coming from a team who can't make the finals. And, and a team that was shit for 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you're bringing us down, even though you've both got 16 flags. Anything else out of this particular game? This is the battle of who was the biggest shit, and um, it, this was Essendon. Essendon is the record. Owen died at Carlton, but he lives on at Brisbane, who we'll go to next. Brisbane against the Dogs. This was a guy that had some awful skills in it. No, another game I didn't watch. How about uh, that? I, d- I did, hoping for a Brisbane win, and they fucked it in many, many ways. Lewis Taylor tried to handball over the man on the mark and straight to him when the Bryans were coming. Hitwood kicked, I think, five out on the full for the deck game. Brisbane are getting closer and closer each week, but they keep finding ways to fuck it up. Morgs would be pretty happy to hear that Beams was shit. Yeah, I'm thrilled by that. Just playing another one of the... Huge amount of losses he's had since he moved to Brisbane. Six wins he's played in since he's been there. Six. Out of, ha- um, out of how many games is that, roughly? Not yet 100. Sorry, right. they only have girls. No, actually, I think they're the next child's a boy. Oh, 37. Oh, it's not that bad. Well, one in every six still. Oh, hang on. Maybe that's only until last year. So 44, mm. 45. Yeah, it's not looking so good. It went one in eight. That's what, not even three wins a year. Yeah, yeah. Any anyway, out of this game, did anyone see Rainer's little squib head duck? I didn't see a second of this. Well, why would I want to watch a second of this? Boring versus boring. It was probably not even the worst game on at that time. Is that in the squib of the year thread? It should be. It was in the last quarter. He ducks his head as the ball comes through and. Yes, it was quite bad. First-year player, but at the same time, when you're built like a fucking... Mack truck, I believe the expression is. Yes, you you probably shouldn't be afraid of anyone on the dogs list. It'd be funny if it was Caleb Daniels. (laughs) Gets out of the way. Let's go to St Kilda against Freo. Major thing out of this is fucking St Kilda's goalkeeping is abysmal. Membry was awful. Anything about that game? Plucker's theory of Ben Dixon being a plant uh, that we sent to sabotage St Kilda to make up for the O'Meara trade is growing legs every week. As long as as Plugger's got a conspiracy theory to keep him happy, I think we can indulge that. 
Yeah, I got nothing much out of this. As Penal said, this was a shit game, and both of these two teams should just hurry up and fold. Moving on. West Coast might be legit, beating GWS. I know GWS had injuries, but West Coast have won, like, three on the road already now. So, you know, if they're going to win at home at Disco Stadium, they can keep winning there, then they're every chance of finishing top two and walking to the grand final. West Coast had plenty out, too. Obviously, Nick Matt suspended for tackling. <laughs> It's really inconvenient for my wooden spoon prediction. Like, every week it just keeps getting fucking worse. If they win the flag, you'll be in the same boat as all those people who picked Sydney for the spoon in 2005. <sighs> they won't win the flag. <laughs> Putting that out there right fucking now. They might. They will the, not win the, the flag. The grand final is at the MCG. They won't win the flag. They barely got over Carlton at the G. If they get the Crows or Puffers, you never know. Well, that's their only chance if they play another interstate team on the MCG. Yeah, I'd back them to beat the, the Puffers. Or, or Geelong. Geelong can't play the MCG either. <laughs> oh, they, they'd get intimidated by all the uh, West Coast supporters booing because <laughs> yes. apparently you're not allowed to boo at a final. But no, they do look good. Can't deny that. Let's go to Collingwood Geelong Morgs. Anything out of this? You struggled to score. This week. I struggled to stay awake. Was that a hard game to watch? I don't know how we went from, well, I do know how we went from being a high-scoring, fast-paced side one week to fucking boring as batshit and then he's Geelong. They play a shit brand of football. 45. Jesus. They play a boring-ass, dire brand of football. It's crap. Also, it's, it's Geelong's fault that you scored so, so low. Yeah, well, we've been fine at scoring every other week. Yeah, they play boring football and we played shit football. We had some more hamstring injuries. I'm not sure when we're going to address the fact that we're obviously training on top of a car park because we're getting repeated hamstring strains. Any bruised heels? Doesn't, uh, no, no, no. Doesn't sound <laughs> as though your club is being very hamstring aware. Then. <laughs> no, no. They are very hamstring unaware. So, yeah, Elliot did another one when he came back in the VFL. Moore did one in the game. Yeah, no, it was just fucking it was crap. Yeah, I don't know how we only lost by, like, 20-something points. Geelong aren't very good at football. Yeah, they couldn't score, really. We, we were just rubbish. So if you can only beat us by 20 points when we play that poorly, then you are. Last game, real quickly, Suns played Melbourne. I didn't realise how much Melbourne kicked away in this one until I actually saw the score on Monday. And I went, are you fucking kidding me? Nothing out of this except Stephen May got cited for the ump contact. What's our verdict? Oh, well, no, it doesn't matter if you make contact with an umpire anymore, apparently. It only mattered last week. Yeah, let's ignore the Kerno fuck-up. Did May deserve to go? I don't believe he did. I think when you're demonstrating like that and you make an accidental contact, it's not... It's no, not... I don't think he deserved to go. No, he got a fine. He got hit in the hip pocket, you know, for a fuck-up. But, yes, since we're on at the Kerno brothers, yeah. how fucked is that? No, no suspension required. Is Carlton reaching into the brown paper bags? Charlie Kerno getting off, I can sort of understand, but Ed Kerno should go buy a lotto ticket right now because he is very lucky to be playing on the weekend. The best comment I saw about this, though, and it was hilarious, was Julian DeStoop on AFL 360 this evening, and he said, Carlton beat Essendon, and these two got off at the tribunal. It's the best week at Carlton since 1995. <laughs> You know, you could probably make that case, apart from them rolling S in that prelim. It's probably, it probably is. No, they played finals from ninth, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they, they beat Richmond. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> Work, that worked out really well for them because Malthouse really kicked on. <laughs> oh, don't get mad about it, Starburns. It's a oh, come on. We didn't, we didn't mean Sorry. to bring it up and make fun of oh, Richmond. Geez. Sorry. Didn't he just get real narky? Yeah, he did. How did that like, work out had, for him? He's had, this, he's had all these months of bliss where no one has had to say anything about Richmond negatively. And oh. now the first one that pops up, it's like, no, don't, how dare you? Don't say don't that. Don't get narky about something like that. Fucking hell, from the woman who every time we mention St Kilda asks how Nathan Freeman's going. By the way, he's getting closer to debut. I am inquiring. Well, I hope he debuts this week, the little fucking weasel. Speaking of hamstring awareness. Are, you playing, are they playing you? Yes. But everyone will be watching come the wedding. Come on out, Nathan. So come out, come out, wherever you are. If Nathan Freeman plays during the we- um, royal wedding and no one watches it, did it really happen? Well, if he does his hamstring during the <laughs> wedding, did it really happen? <laughs> fucking oath it will. He won't play this week because he's a fucking coward. Nothing else on umpire contact or Melbourne Suns? Uh, it just it sends the complete wrong message. Yeah, Last it week does. it was you can't make contact with an umpire, and that was fine. This week it is you can make contact with an umpire. Normally I would be Look. enjoying the Geelong melts, but they have every reason to be shitty. Over this, should the AFL challenge like they did with Hooley, at least for the Ed Kerno one, because that one just looks like the wrong decision to everyone. The option is there, but I think they're only ever gonna do it on something that's so. And I guess maybe this falls in the parameters of it, but something that's so grossly off, like the Hooley one for two. I think this one's in that category because I mean Hawkins last week, one week everyone says that's the precedent. And then they go and ignore the precedent this week. I think that's when you'd want to be stepping in and saying, we should challenge it. The penalty wasn't appropriate. Who are these Muppets on the tribunal this year? It's because it's changed. Stuart Lowe and some other doofuses. Forget their names. Bet you Greg Williams is on there. Do whatever you want to the maggots. Um, Greg Williams and who was the guy who belted the umpire? Get BT on there. <laughs> yes, BT. you got all the ump haters. Plugger. Placo. He's got form with umpires. Speaking of the Suns, let's move on to the talking points, and we will begin with Joel Wilkinson. Can we refer to him Har- by his proper name, please? Harry O. Point two. Heritia Lamomba the second. I thought he was poor man's Kaepernick, really, except without a case. Yeah. Fair dinkum. The most offensive thing about this whole thing is that Joel Wilkinson believes he's, he's actually penalling the line that his career was cut short due to anything other than his inability to play football. And it's been said enough times by people like Bartel and who was the other one? Matthew Lloyd, maybe? That Joel Wilkinson was just not very good at football. When people do claims like these years down the track, and this is like a seven-year gap, yeah? Like six or seven years? Oh, it's been mm-hmm. ages. He went to the when- VFL and then he went to the NFL. And it's only after all those have fallen through that he's come back and claimed racism. When you do this later down the track I already start to question the validity of of what you're claiming I was going to let that pass oh, I, just, I didn't want to go there what did I say validity you have a track order these sorts isn't, of... that, isn't that it's validity oh validity sorry okay that's an honest mistake whatever then you don't need to say sorry oh I have to because everything gets picked up now <laughs> You'll let Cookson you'll, you'll pronounce his T's with an F every week. 
and that never gets brought up. Joel Wilkinson of this podcast, you poor fucking victim. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, now that you mentioned, now that, you, now that we're talking about Wilkinson, like, how how hard could he have really had it at the Suns? It's not like he was Rory Thompson with red hair. Like, it could have been worse. No. No, it's true. He, he wasn't, he wasn't a redhead. Imagine being a ranger on the Gold Coast. You get burnt hot. Guy McKenna got sacked. He should play the discrimination card because rangers have it worse. And he got sacked. Imagine being a ranger atheist at the Gold Coast. That would have been fucking shit. Well, this is the best part about this thing. He said he was subjected to religious persecution or something along those lines. It's just like what happened to Gary trying to convert him. <laughs> Or is he a different sort of Christianity? And Gary kept saying, "Yours is wrong, man. Come with us." Like, yeah, they he wouldn't they wouldn't let him in their little in their little squad. prayer circle. Of all the places to claim you had religious vilification at, the Gold Coast Suns of that era would be the last place that would have happened. You can't pray with us. Is that what it was? <laughs> like fucking hell. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really starting to question the fidelity of his claims. <laughs> it's very Harry O, though. It's so, like, apparently he actually has been hanging around with Harry O. That just doesn't surprise. And I'm not sure how it's the AFL's fault that some Collingwood Nuffy racially abused him over the fence. Justin Sherman got suspended. Collingwood Nuffy had his membership torn up. What more are the AFL meant to do in that case? You can't, like, tape people's mouths shut. No, you can't kick them out till they've already done something. This, this isn't thought crime, you know? Like, fucking You can't well. proactively ban people because they might say that you're black, like... I failed to see how they could have done anything more when it comes to the fan or right. to Justin Sherman. They made him apologise, they suspended him, blah, blah, blah. And the religious thing sounds like a total wank considering the club. And I'm sure at the, t- at the time he came out and said that he accepted the apology and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. In some of those cases, they're probably guided to that conclusion, but at the same time... Oh, of course they are, but you've, put, you've allowed it to be put on record that you accepted it. The only thing here that's interesting, or that has any legs, because the religious things are wank too, is that maybe he copped a little bit of the, the in-club, in um, behind-closed-doors-in-the-rooms sort of discussion, but really, to claim that that's the reason he didn't make it as a footballer is a big racist conspiracy, spare me. What's I, the sexual thing that he put in there? Well, What's that claim? Everyone just jumped to the conclusion that they comment because of his ethnicity that everyone just gravitated to his dick. Because he didn't fit a stereotype. That's that's my guess. Or because he did, one way or the other. Oh, because he, wa- he wasn't Robin Nahas. Uh, and that shows the level of sense of humour that, once again, Harry O seemed to have about himself and everyone around him. If, if your case hinges on the fact that there was a conspiracy to keep you out of the game and you're as spudly as he was, it's not going to work. Like, you can claim what you want, but really... No one robbed him of a career. Yeah, yeah, the only person that robbed him of a career was Jesus when he handed out his genetics. It's just not very good. No talent. No, no football brain. No football skills. Just, just some very good athletic gifts that, you know, if he couldn't translate into the NFL, then I guess there was nowhere else for him. That's hardly worth suing someone else over. No, but did you see him in his presser? The world will be watching. The world will be watching. Yes, that was pretty funny. He didn't look in a healthy way, though, did he? Like, the sunken eyes and all that, he looked sort of like a guy who, now that his athletic career is over, has no idea what to do next. And this is the last gasp to 
bleed it dry. That's my impression. Oh, that's sad. I think it's sad that someone finds himself at that point. It's hard to feel sympathy for him because it seems like the situation is entirely his own doing and, yeah. And he's jumped on, and him and his lawyer jumped on the hush money thing. There have been people who have had a lot worse, have been in a lot worse states and turned their life around and turned their end of their football career into being something else. Like, just have a look at Mitch Clark, for instance. Mitch Mm -hmm. Clark. High-profile depression sufferer. Sad as fuck, really. Sad as fuck. His marriage then ended after he was already sad as fuck. Career ended. Yikes. Now and now, guess what he does? AFL photos. Good on him. I did. I, did, I didn't know that. So that's like a yeah. really great, good story. Uh, thing. Good on him. Yeah, he was like does the boundary line photography and everything. Really if, cool. And that's the whole thing that he. With Wilkinson's going this way, it's a good way to burn your bridges because if you reach out to the PA, generally they will just see if they can find a way through it for you. That's how this shit's meant to work. You know, that's what the whole AFL network is. I've got no doubt that obviously there's been some kind of branch from the AFL to Mitch Clark or something like that yeah. that he's put the question out there to get where he is now. And fantastic. Uh, there, there would be... No end to the doors that could be opened if you worked with people rather than working against them. And for all the bullshit his lawyer spewed about hush money from the AFL, I reckon this action actually stems from more the fact that the AFL didn't present him with hush money. He might have gone in the angling for money. The AFL presented him with an opportunity rather than a cash payment. Yeah. Teach a man to fish sort of situation. If he, if he does mediation yeah. with the AFL, the AFL can offer him a, a job at the cafeteria at Eddie Hatt Stadium or... No, that's no, not. But they could have. They they could have. Like they might have gone to him and gone. Look, we understand that your career has ended, and you don't really have many prospects. How about a role in like some kind of you know like welfare, indigenous, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. multicultural, whatever you like. Because the AFL don't have a great track record with their multicultural ambassadors of late. Maybe he could do something like that. You know, whoever's in charge of that. Because what's his name? Saad got in trouble and Mifs had got in trouble. So, you know, there's that, that's a revolving door, that particular role. Not that he's qualified to walk straight into it, but he could work under whoever it is. Oh, you don't need to be qualified AFL. for anything at the AFL. If your husband <laughs> dies, you get a role in fucking AFL Tasmania. Who's that? Trisha Broadbridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. What qualifications does she have? She didn't interview. She didn't apply. To the AFL's credit, because they do get a lot of things wrong at the corporate level, uh, but they are a very inclusive family for players, ex-players, coaches, ex-coaches. Basically, the AFL is does seem to be one big extended family, and you saw that with the amount of support that was kind of offered to Bomber Thompson and the way people sort of trying to rally around him with his issues. So I have no doubt that if he had just kind of opened up well, and again, spoken and been willing to engage what they needed and not to go, do. you know, oh, crazy, man. crazy victim complex blaming and suing everyone, that he would have had a better outcome. Correct. If the AFL really wanted to help Mark Thompson, what they should have done, they should have offered him the opportunity to be the, the linesman on the ground where he can do the, the white lines across the field. <laughs> and, you know, that can be his way of giving back to footy and, and, and making a, an honest dollar. 
I don't think you really get this idea of helping people out within the AFL framework. <laughs> well, it, it, well th- would that not help? I don't think menial jobs are the point. Like that's really that's that's West Coast and Ben Cousins, who's really not capable of anything. Well, more. it's a lot better than what he's currently doing. Well, no shit. He was currently doing. Dan, would you rather deal ice or draw lines on the ground? Well, I'd rather draw lines on the ground. Which one do you think is going to make you more financially better off? Which one's going to keep him out of jail? Well, the problem with that is no one ever thinks they're going to get caught. Drawing lines on the ground? That's fucking boring as batshit. I'd, you know, be an ice... I'd, <laughs> you'd choose the ice dealing every day of the week just so you have something interesting to fucking talk about. Plus, do, do, does drawing lines on the ground get you a free line into trannies? Let's move on to... We discuss the sexual harassment aspect of the Wilkinson case, and we will come back to Ross Lyon sting again. The second woman's come forward now, or the second case. Is this about Lyon, or is this about something else separate of Frio? I thought it was Lyon. Is it Lyon? I don't know. I didn't actually read it. I, I just read what the Bay said about it and assumed it was about Lyon. Probably should have fact-checked that one. Fact-checking? What kind of journalism are you? <laughs> the kind that works on a podcast like this one, where... You've got to question the validity of our <laughs> statements. <laughs> so what have they come out and said after the second thing? We don't have nothing since? He held or? a presser and I think he sort of gave a apology apology that was, I'm sorry that these people are upset. Oh, I'm sorry that you're offended. Yes, one of those types no, of apologies. Not, 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 not I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry that you feel this way. Oh, I'm sorry that what I, what I did upset you. Yes, the weasel apology. Yeah, making the victim... Feel like it's their yes. fault. Yes, the I am squeaky clean. It's your problem, not mine. Ah. And and obviously they've referred it to the integrity unit, so they'll just keep hiding behind that. Oh, it's an ongoing investigation. Uh, the Why? respect and responsibility policy provides confidentiality for both parties. Blah 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 blah. I, I can't wait till John you know, Wilkinson comes out and accuses him of sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's probably not going to resolve itself soon unless there's a leak of some sort from within either the club or the AFL. I honestly hope it doesn't resolve itself soon because this actually seems to be... I don't know, Ross Lyon just he's a shifty sort of bugger who you think probably has a few skeletons in that particular closet. And the fact that he's had to pay 100000 to make something like the first one go away suggests that perhaps this is a pattern of behaviour. Like I said last week, 100,000 is a lot to make budding boobs go away. Yeah, it, it must, it, like, that is almost an investment in keeping the leak from spouting from the damn wall, so that it doesn't actually eventually break. I haven't yeah, even seen, because, I haven't even seen because the Because you don't yet. want, you don't even want the trickle, <laughs> you don't even want the trickle to start, because you know when it does the flood will come later. You're in a, you're in a whole world of trouble. You can't keep your finger in the dike all day. <laughs> the me, the me too's will come out, and maybe that's already started. Um, anyway, nothing else on Linestein. No. Nah. Can we talk about? I hope it turns out that he did do it because I don't like him. So he <laughs> fucked up. Yes. Did. yes. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that woman has legitimate reasons to be distressed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, no. I'm not glad that <laughs> it happened to somebody. Of course not. That's awful. But I hope that it is true. 
Um, so that he gets what he deserves. Okay. I, I, I don't want it to have happened, but it's already happened, so I no backsies. <laughs> what, what does he deserve, Morgan? To go away. Go so away. Like, yeah, for a long time. I don't like it. I don't like the comment. I think that he's a creeper, and he he's gives me serious. He's got that gives those vibes off. There's something not right there, and I've thought it for a long time. So I'll be happy to see him go elsewhere. I'm satisfied with that answer, Dan? Is that I all right, Dan? Am I allowed to have that that response? No, you're entitled to say whatever you want to say. This is a, an open podcast where you can say. Whatever you want, without the fear of ramifications of people mocking you <laughs> or <laughs> saying anything. Isn't that right? Dan, Dan, I question Dan. the validity of that Validity of your comments. <laughs> I swear to God, Cookson has the longest fucking free parking of anyone. <laughs> I love, how you, I love how you pivot straight back to that Brendan Goddard. Dan's just gone full Essendon and Bagley on Cookson here. Every time he can't cop something for something he says now, he just attacks Cookson. He's not even here to defend himself. Well, it's not like he would defend himself anyways. He would just sit there and cop it. Yeah, because he's got a good sense of humour about it. What about the time that he called you autistic? <laughs> that, that, was, that was his greatest... He, he hit that one off the middle of the bat and it went out of the ground. And that's his only, that's his, his only success as a batsman. And you were so angry. You're like, you said that to me. It's just like I've let you off for this. Exactly. I have. Let, I've been so light on him. I've torn shreds off his crybaby brother. I've been good to Cookson, and he's. It, I felt like I, I felt stabbed in the back. Speaking of stabbed in the back, Mark Neald, how's this? Well, he, well, he hasn't been stabbed in the back. He's just a shit coach. Well, well no, Essendon is shit, and after eight rounds, it's Neald's fault. Yeah. Like, come on, a scapegoat. Even though what, the club were this? only letting three people uh, talk yeah. to the players on game day. So so he got the axe, right? I can't wait for Mark Bagley to sledge him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, the only person at the club that's uglier than Mark Bagley was Mark Neal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he might not be a very good coach, but on available evidence, I don't think anyone at Essendon is. Like, they've got... Do they still have Mark Harvey there? Yeah, but he wasn't allowed to talk to the players. Yeah, he's not allowed... Well, well, I wouldn't let Mark Harvey talk to the players either. He used to think they were getting bugged at Frio. I reckon he's the second person who put the complaint in against Ross. (laughs) 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 That cunt took my job. He took my job. You took my job. You took my job. I'm going to take his job. (laughs) (laughs) It's a club in disarray, but it's amazing that Mark Neal gets done after eight weeks, but James Hurd could be an incompetent drug-dealing fiend and get all the support you ever needed. Neal is obviously, because of his history with Melbourne, he's a very convenient escape goat for them to use. And it's just like a, a distraction which is basically just trying to buy time and say, hey, look, uh, we're making changes. We're getting rid of Mark Neal because he's the problem. But, yeah, just trying to buy time and see if it all blows over, which it probably won't. Yeah. Like, if they don't get a response, what good was it? Because the same questions are going to be there. You just have one less coach. Who do we think should replace him? Who's allowed to talk to the players? Aren't they going with, like, a more 
back to the line coach system now that he's gone. I think I heard something to that effect that they were just going line coaches direct to players. It's it's amazing though that they are in a situation now where they're actually where the talk of sacking Warsfold is on the table after they extended him for two years. Like say what you want about the Buckley and Hardwick extensions at the time that copped so much shit. Warsfold getting extended when he did after what they beat Adelaide was absurd. There's never a reason to extend somebody who had one. He's not a highly sought after coach. No one wanted him. No. Yeah, no, no risk of like GWS or Freo or someone tapping him up. And but yeah, surely, surely you'd wait. Uh, you'd wait till like the buy rounds, and if you're like seven and four or something, then you're probably playing finals, and then you probably don't want an out of contract coach as a distraction, so you sign him up. But if you're two and nine, you can pull the trigger mm, and just go see you now. Pretty much like. How many clubs have done? I know Richmond did it with Wallace and Carlton did it with Malthouse and yeah, because if they hadn't extended him and they go to like two and nine or something and then they sack him, it looks like he's fucked up. But now if they sack him at any point during this year, it looks like they've fucked up and they have. And extending them, as we've seen once again with Buckley and Hardwick during those years where they cop the shit, extending the coach does not buy you any breathing room as a board because the media just write the different story as to why did this guy get an extension, and now it's like, why did this guy only let three people talk to him in the box? So now, rather than it being a him thing, it's a board thing and it's a club thing. Like, now, you're on the top of the box. Your name's in the media for why did you allow it to happen? Oh, does that mean they're going to have their own sort of version of focus on footy? (laughs) (laughs) Who would run that ticket, do we think? Frog Dog? Focus on, focus on... Focus on Fog Dog. <laughs> it's pretty hard not to. <laughs> Fucking Fog Dog, Straffo, uh, Aaron and Bombers. Strategy. Focus on Fallons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Focus on females from the sound of... <laughs> <laughs> Ross Lyon is their is their Neil Barn appointment. <laughs> We're gonna bring in Ross Lyon to focus on females. And um, we we know that he would go anywhere for a dollar. <laughs> Mark Harvey would be like, not the time again. <laughs> <laughs> Come the fucking time. Oh fuck. Anything else on Neil? Surely he's um, done football now. Yeah, I think he's done his dash. Maybe the AFL will find a job for him drawing lines. <laughs> Let's move on from Neil. The last of our talking points is the ongoing saga of Buddy Franklin's heel. Mm. It really is a very sad situation. When he must be in a lot of pain. wonder if he's taking anything for it. Mm, any, anything to numb the pain, perhaps? Yeah. I, I don't know. Some kind of anti-inflammatory or... Something, I don't know. Tablet powder. I, I somehow get the feeling that if he's missing this many games, he's probably not allowed to take anything like that. Oh, it's very sad for him. Mm. And the game. Like, how many more years have we got of this charade where his buddy's got <laughs> an injury that no one else has ever had? What, what, what do we reckon is going to be next? I think he's going to get a hip flexor. So it takes him out for 10 weeks. Achilles awareness. 
laughing. Eardrum awareness. Just pull something from nowhere. As someone who has to have ultrasound tomorrow on the Achilles, it's not a laughing matter. He's going to be sexually harassed by Ross Lyon and have to take some time away from the game due to the trauma. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll join uh, Heretier and Wilco on their crusade. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he's going to be excluded from the religious circle with that Kenny holds at Sydney. That's not a religious circle. It's a Bukaki circle, I'm pretty sure. And Kenny's right at the middle. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> like, Sydney are not doing themselves any favours, though, if they want the rumours and speculation to stop. Like, he trains last week, apparently, and supposedly is 50-50 to play and then fails a last-minute hurdle fitness test. At the yet, last minute, pissed At the last minute, and the following week, he is ruled out immediately and said, no, nah, he's not going to play this week. So, yeah, either his heel got worse or there's something they're not letting on, I think. As soon right. as this broke, they probably got a timetable of statements out as to how we're going to manage this. Oh, at week three, we're going to nearly get him back, but it's going to fall through. Then in week four, we're going to rule him out early to shut everybody up and make it seem like it's very, it's all of a sudden got a lot worse. It's like they've carefully managed, stage managed each week of this injury until the yeah. injunction time. And then in week passed. five, say, we don't know exactly when he'll be back. And then in week six, you announce the uh, surprise return next week. Well, yeah, because it is usually six weeks, isn't it? Yeah. That's, what, that's what, what it was in 2012. Maybe his next absence could be from a teammate shinning his locker because apparently that's never happened. So they could that's a fresh one. The saddest part about this is that Buddy's copping so much attention over this. It's, it's very unfair on Buddy because Dan Hanabry's been missing for how long is it now? And no one said a word. Got a feel for Buddy, you know. He's clearly the more likable of that pair too. Yet Hannah's gets off scot-free. Oh, well, I'm sure they're enjoying their time off together. Do you think they would be regularly tested during their time off? Yes. They'll be consulting. Who's a clean skin at Colas? Well, probably Kenny. They'll be consulting Kenny for clean piss. Oh, Kenny, Kenny uh, hold it for him. Kenny, you drink yeah. it for him. Keep him young, please. Go put it there. Nothing else on Buddy's heel? Nah. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's all genuine. I think we'll see where this one's at in a couple of weeks' time, just to see. If he's back or not. I do love the salt, though, in the buddy drug scandal thread on this um, scandals and rumours board. The same Sydney supporters who would have thrown so much mud at this six years ago are as defensive as it gets on this particular subject. It's great. I love it. I've never been there. I might have to go check it out. It's a fun thread because it started with a rumour that he got just since lost her David Jones deal because... The CEO of David Jones caught Buddy doing lines in the toilet at the Christmas party. That's how the rumor started, and somehow it's become a, and somehow it's morphed into a Buddy's got three strikes threat in the last month or so. <laughs> anyway, one really quick talking point I want to mention before we move on: Did anyone see that the Gold Coast reserves went goalless on the weekend? Yes, that is pretty pathetic. But they didn't kick a goal. They did not kick no. a goal, and the Bryans still couldn't beat them by a hundred points. 
that's, that's equally as pathetic. With 11 AFL-listed players in the side. If your opposition doesn't kick a goal and you don't win by 100 points, that's that's really bad. But there were games when I was playing in, in juniors and when that happened, opposition didn't kick a goal and we won by like 130 points. Yes, but no goals and 11 AFL lists. This isn't even the injury list sort of thing. There was guys like Peter Wright and Cade Collar-Jasney in that team. Oh, so, so there were legitimate Gold Coast AFL-listed players in that team. They, they couldn't get to your goal. Eleven of them. Half the team. That's Eleven pretty pathetic. Was it raining? Well, Brisbane managed to score 90-something, so I don't think that matters. If you don't kick a goal in the game, you should, you should have your points all reset. <laughs> go, back to, go back to the wooden spoon. Go back to it's, zero. It's, it's like snakes and ladders or some board game. It's like, go back to the start. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 million. Remember when Brisbane's AFL team nearly didn't kick a goal? Yeah. But they wouldn't have any points to reset. <laughs> now, now their VFL team, like their second team, who you think would be even chitter, just put aside by 90 points and kept them goalless. That's so bad. Hopeful, really. Did they, how many points did they kick? Four behinds. 12 goals, 24 to four behinds was the final score. Well, so that's that's the only reason they didn't win by 100 points. They kicked twice as many behinds as goals, Brisbane. Embarrassing. As we said, even Brisbane's ones kicked a goal, two goals against Richmond. Let's go to this week on the Bay. There were no questions that I noticed. So, Oh, that's a shame because they're always really, really good. <laughs> we'll begin with Thread of the Week. What do we have? Um, The Welcher Thread. <laughs> Fucking hell. There, there's been some serious lowering of people's colours in that thread. You people are idiots. But I was amused. It's just this, you got Wonka white knighting Bayer, you've got Dibbles white knighting Bloodret, you've got everyone who doesn't like Bayer jumping on the button masher card, <laughs> you've got, it's, the thing is, none of them care about the details of the bets, they just have a side they pick and it's, it's almost like following a team. Yeah, and the Geelong the Geelong supporters are really conflicted. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I hate you both. Good nomination. I want to nominate Bender's effort from last week, the Ross Lionstein casting couch. Oh, the casting couch. Yeah, around. that was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was going to be my mention. So, yeah, that, okay. that, was, that was a good one. Mofra's had a few good ones this week, most notably once again. Congratulations, Essendon, on winning trade week. <laughs> Quite liked that. Despite everything, I think Mofra saves his best work for Essendon. Anybody else got one? Can't think of anything else. No. I don't mind horseshit medals and fake silverware from Let's Go Kangas. Just give it the bender, I think. So long, Mark Neal, you twitchy piece of shit. I'm <laughs> Gornage. Apparently he's never won until we gave it to him the other week. I was not aware of that, but I guess he's keeping count. I don't know if the Welch Thread's ever won Thread of the Week. Probably not, because it doesn't often get a bump. It's normally under more embarrassing circumstances. This is the first time I think it's ever been really that funny. So, which one? Where are we going? Morgs is obviously Welcher. I think myself and Dan were Ender Thread, the casting couch. Uh, yeah, I like casting couch as well. Casting couch is our winner. Vlog of the week, who we got? Then maybe the Welcher Thread can come into this one. No, yeah, um... I've, got a, I've got a nomination for the Vlog of the week, and it goes to the Joker. You unfunny... Waste of oxygen. Oh, that cunt. Yes. You ruined what was quite a funny little joke and tried to make it about fucking Jordan Degoe when it wasn't, you stupid cunt. 
have a look at the people who voted in that poll and you will see that it wasn't just Essendon supporters who made that vote. You stupid fuck. You are not funny and you drain my life. Go away. Yeah, what, what sort of idiots would have voted for Laverde in that poll? Who the fuck would have voted? Yeah, you're an idiot. You're all idiots because <laughs> you're all fucking in there. Every one of your names is on that poll. All of you. All of you are idiots. But the amount of times I've had to go back in there because some Essendon cunts bumped it. Oh, no, because I've bumped it. But then being attacked by Essendon supporters. Like, when are you going to give up, mate? <laughs> look, look at this bunch of fucking wankers. Windy Hill, Raskolnikov, Essendon Pride, Lance Uppercut, Bonster. Are they all still white-knighting Laverde? Well, they all still got him in the poll. Which other fuckwits have voted for him? Royals. Of course he did. Fucking goo chugging wanker. Smeghead, Ugak. Well, that's just, everyone who, that's just everyone who did it to troll. Hadouken, Wigo, Craffles, <laughs> bunch of fuckheads. Packenham Saint, oh, surprise. <laughs> and there's like 17 Big Joe D aliases in there. You've alienated our entire listening base there. Northern Lights, what a dickhead. <laughs> go and take your vote. Anybody else got a nom other than the Joker? Uh, uh, going, going on with the Welcher theme, I think Dibbles deserves a nom because he brings general floggishness with a side dose of homophobia. <laughs> side dose? I think it's a main course, isn't it? Main um, course? I can't think of anyone from the Bay, but I would like to give a dishonourable to the other alcoholic at the Herald Sun, John Anderson, who... I did notice in his Sunday piece produced the fake news of, uh, it was a piece about Basil Zemplis and he started it off with the words popular television presenter Basil Zemplis, which (laughs) (laughs) the rage I felt as I read that. I'm pretty certain that AFL fan survey on who your least favorite commentator is had him about second worst, probably I think only ahead of Luke Darcy. So that's sort of the opposite of popular, I think. I couldn't let that one go. But the Joker, I think, is our guy. In keeping with my recent trend of um, picking a completely random flog of the week that's got nothing to do with football, um, this was actually meant to be my tears, but I forgot about it. Singapore Airport can be flog of the week because they have a bar there at the airport called The World is Flat. And these idiots do not need a platform. Don't give them any ideas. Don't have a fucking bar at an airport called The World is Flat because you'll just empower the loonies. And, uh, yeah, someone someone sent me this with a note saying the price of a drink at this bar, which is already stupidly named, is $20 for a schooner. Obviously, one-to-one exchange rate roughly, so 20 bucks. For a uh, schooner of very average beer, after the world is flat. Well, if you will buy the flat earth theory, you will buy anything, I guess is the theory there. They're preying on their stupidity. They're just trying to trying to see how how far people will go. Like, you're already coming in. You'll fucking fall for anything. And the Joker wins this week. Next week's games, who's going to tip this week? Dan's turn to tip. <laughs> I could have sworn I didn't last week. No, I did him last week. Ah, oh, screw All right, I'll just do it. <laughs> Adelaide versus the Dogs. Bulldogs. What? Mm-hmm. You heard me right. <laughs> <laughs> North.
North versus the Giants. This is actually a very interesting game because if the Giants lose this one, they seriously will lose touch with the eight. And who would have thought? They're really nice now. Yeah, I know. And this will put them a game outside. A game and a half. The Suns versus the Power in China in the... I noticed this one's been shunted off to fucking afternoon time, Saturday Arvo, uh, unlike last year where we all had to endure it on free-to-air. Shanghai Cup. Power. Have you seen what the name of the where they're playing is called? No, what's it called now? It's called... It's Adelaide, called Arena Adelaide Arena at Jiang Wan Stadium. Jiang Wan? Uh, I'm not even going to bother... Essen and Geelong. Caps. Colas. Frio. Do not even mention this game. <laughs> St Kilda Collingwood during the royal wedding. Well, I think I, I think the bride will turn up. She's going to catch in on being a princess. A black and, princess. Uh, Ranger. Mm. It's, it's a weird conversation. Um, imagine, imagine if that, when they, they were one in the sun. It'll be the most terrorised child in the world. Good thing it's royal. Yeah, well. Exactly. But on the game, Collingwood. Will Freeman play? I don't give a shit if Freeman plays. <laughs> I'm not into that. Carlton versus Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. Brian's Hawks. Brian's. You had to think about... What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for an upset. That's oh, not the really? It's not the... It's not the... I don't, I don't know which one I'm more amazed by. Um, dogs over crows or Brian's over hawks, but... Uh, West Coast Richmond to finish off the round. Well, this one can't be an upset. Sorry. All right. Nothing else we want to mention on any of those games, particularly perhaps the China one. If Gold Coast go goalless in China, <laughs> mm-hmm. and nobody's there to see it, did it really happen? Koshi has been running his mouth about the jumper or anything this year. I haven't heard anything. Has that no. all been put to bed or still? A- Presumably it must have been, yeah. Oh, no. It's funny how no one gives a fuck about China anymore. <laughs> Not even Koshi. To be honest, no one gave a fuck about China last year except the AFL and the media machine. No, but it was funny to make fun of them. Now no one even cares that they're going. Like, yeah, whatever. that's Same my favourite part that's been shunted to Saturday afternoon. How, how many are expected to go? Apparently it's a sellout and a bigger sellout than last year. Which was sold out with lots of empty seats. <laughs> it's like the bay covers must have been out in force again. It's a sellout. All they're going to do is just however many seats they don't fill will be however many bay covers they need. The country has like a billion plus people in it. I mean, they should sell it out. Yes, but they don't care because it's a dumb idea and they never will. I'd rather watch the eSports, I think, Dan. <laughs> oh, God. What kind of loser would you have to be to watch the eSports? <laughs> I have <Jose. laughs> Now, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're all with me on, on that, right? Yes. You yes. have to be a loser to watch esports. Okay, thank you. So, sorry, Jose. That's not me saying you're not allowed to come on, but you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the Flogcast for Round 9. Starburns joined by Penal. See ya. Morgs. Bye. And Dan. Well, thank God this is over. This has taken two days to fucking finish. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And thanks, all of you, for coming on again after yesterday's internet drama. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, And we'll see you all next week. Dan's hosting next week.